I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. All right, guys, welcome. Oops, the podcast. Welcome back. It's nice to have you. I'm Julio Gallerati, joined, as always, by Francis Ellis. Hey, folks. How you doing, man? I'm great. Who we got today? Today, we have the legend himself, Sypha Sounds. Hello, that's me. Hey, Sypha. How are you? This is Oops, this is the Oops podcast. The podcast yeah. Okay, and are you planning on making that a musical one day? It could be wonderful. Could be. You know what I mean? Because that's what people always say, like, blank the musical. Mm-hmm. So you guys are already ahead of the game. Hell yeah. I would buy that name now just It's just not a bad safe. idea. And yeah. you know what we could do? What we'd have to do is we'd have to put an exclamation point at the end of oops. Yeah. Oops! oops. Exclamation point. Yeah. The podcast. Yeah. The musical. The musical. Yeah. Oh, oops, the podcast, the musical. That's <laughs> cool, That's man. it. Yeah. That's cool. That's it. That's I actually, like that. Dude, that's just some good brainstorming. Uh, guys, Saifa has been uh, around for, for a minute, as uh-huh. they say, in, in different communities. Renaissance man. Um, he, uh, you were on Sirius XM Radio for uh-huh. fucking 17 years. No, Hot 97. Hot 97 for 17 yeah. years. Uh, you've had so many different radio shows, so much success yeah. in this world. Um, and uh, what are you up to now? Uh, now uh, I've transitioned into, I would say, 90% stand-up comedy as opposed to when I was on the radio. I was like 40, 50% trying to figure right. out mm-hmm. what to do. And I think I left uh, radio about almost five years now um, and, uh, and just wanted to pursue stand-up, you know, cool. in every which way. Uh, <clears throat> so I do that. Uh, I tour with a bunch of people. Like I opened up for Michael Che, Dave Chappelle. Um, Michelle Wolf, just so like I just try to I just try to get on stage every chance I get, and I use my DJ skills to sneak on certain sets because I'm hey I'll I'll open up the show I'll DJ the show for you in the beginning, and then I go out and do stand up also. Mm. So I just find a way on, you know. It's an amazing set things two different skills to pair. Yeah, very few I don't know any other comedians that can also DJ. I don't. I, d- I don't know any. Uh, I met one guy in Vegas who said he used to DJ and now does stand up, but I've never seen anyone do it at the same time the way I do. Mm. Right. So I'm trying to find my own lane or build my own lane. You You're know? like Rozell yeah. of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> DJ <laughs> hope to spawn. I hope, yeah, hope to spawn <laughs> thousands of little DJ comedian children. <laughs> and I'm the godfather. <laughs> Well, I'll say, Saifa, you have always been inspiring to me because I remember when you decided to make the jump to doing comedy, you fucking dove all in. Yeah. You, I, this guy was out every single night mm-hmm. at a show, literally every single night. And I remember you even telling me the streak that you were on. Yeah. And you're not like a drinker no. and stuff. So like this guy's out at night. And I know for me, when I'm out at night, if I'm just not drinking at all ever, like I get extremely tired. Yeah. And it's hard to keep pushing. Tired and like awkward because everybody's drunk. Right. Like you're like the fucking sober narc that's in the corner. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, man. How do you find all the energy to like keep going? I it's just fun, man. Like right. I think people put too much pressure on uh making it and being successful and getting on this show and it's just like, hey, remember when we just wanted to have fun? Like I'm blessed that my life is fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I do get stressed about things also, but 
the show parts. Like that's the best part. Mm. Hearing comic, like I hate cop. I don't know if you guys like this. Sorry to disrespect you. I hate comedians that go, I don't watch other comics. I don't want them to influence me. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, yo. <laughs> I love guy. comedy, yo. <laughs> Why would I not sit and watch all these great shows for free? Yeah, but here's sure. the thing, Saifa. You're at a level where you get to watch good comedy. Yeah. I, I often have to wait for my spot and watch three yeah. or four very beginning comics yeah yeah yeah. that's yeah. not that fun i know i it's but not not that particular part but like mm -hmm. the, like the you gotta just make everything fun yeah like the other night i did that barbershop show that's great that i've great never show. done it before it's fun. and i walked in and it was just like a sea of white faces like megan and amber you mm -hmm. know what i mean and i was like uh oh what am i gonna do here <laughs> and then i'm like i'm in a barbershop and like this is like it's great. I have jokes about my career being in the toilet. I'm in a barbershop doing comedy. Like it's great. I just make it fun, you know. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, just make it fun. Absolutely. Great. Man. One thing I think is cool too, like you post a lot of. You have so many great photos from old, all the ones, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, all the <laughs> things that are now becoming folk. They're it's now becoming folklore. Like these stories of like this New York rap scene. Like people yeah. forgot what it was like. And yes. like the big puns and the nas and yes. the you like were hanging around all these guys. All of them. You're yeah. gonna be the coolest grandfather in the world. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> um, yeah, man. Like I love throwback pictures, man. Cause I like back then, like I just put up a picture the other day because I was on the Drink Champs podcast with Nori. Uh and I put up a picture of me and Nori from the, the tunnel nightclub in like ninety-eight. Yeah. And I've been holding that, that picture wow. until I got on his podcast, which is like so big now. Um and like I, I got so many pictures I still haven't even scanned. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just actual, cause like we didn't have camera phones back then. So like I used to buy either disposable cameras or I had like a, like some kind of, I don't even remember what kind. I remember yeah. one time I had a disc camera. Remember those? <laughs> yeah, disc cameras. That's crazy. And every picture was fire though. Cause you only had 10 pictures. Or yeah. Whatever and they look like they look old and it's fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, disposable cameras. What yeah. a great fun thing that was. I remember my parents, we went to France. Yeah. And my parents gave my, I was like eight years old. What's your name again? Francis. Yeah. Yeah. Close. <laughs> cl it is close. Believe me. People gave me shit about that. How have I never, I how have I never. People, that was like the most common question I would get when I would meet people when I was six years old. Hi, I'm Francis. Fran your name is Francis? Are you from France? No, you fucking idiot. There's a whole new syllable. Cunt. <laughs> Piss me off. Yeah, you went to France. The problem was I started going to France all the time. Yeah. And so then people like I you know, it yeah. became a big part of my life. First time I went, my parents gave my sister and me each a disposable camera. And only had 30 photos that you yeah. could take. And you had that little ticker yeah. on the top, right. the thing that countered it down. Yeah. And you had to be so uh you had to parse it out, yeah, right? Of course. And and you're yeah. like, well, there's the Eiffel Tower. But I can only take two pictures yeah. of that. One with me in it and one right. of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so frustrating. And I, you know, I blew all my load on the fucking. Here's what Eiffel I hate Tower. about people with talking about oops, the podcast. All the people, I fucking hate you that used to get a disposable camera, take a picture, and then wind it immediately. And then put it in their pocket or their bag, oh. and it would might flick a picture, um, and you wind it when you're ready yeah. to take the picture. 
These are things that bother me, guys. For sure. That is, dude. That's a. I never fucking thought of that. It's like, dude, I was a winder. Just yeah, remember. everybody was. I'm coming out of the closet as a winder. You wind it. You take the picture. You wind it so it's right. Like you cocked and loaded, ready yeah, to go. Exactly. Had a lot of pocket like... pocket flash. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now, and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium. And you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. You Originally, you were a DJ. Yeah. And you gained a lot of success. Um, DJ, you DJed on Chappelle's show mm-hmm. for multiple, two, 19 episodes, I read. Uh, oh, is it 19? I never yeah. even knew. I just That's didn't. pretty incredible. Did you always play that Dead President song? Uh, don't no, that was, they played it. It was, oh. that was part of the TV. Once that part happened, I was done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude, before, I used to listen to your voice as a child, man. I would listen to Taifa. Weird. I know that's weird. <laughs> like I'd come to New York and I'd buy like they'd be selling mixtapes on the side of the street, and like there would always be like occasionally you just hear Saifa on a track. <laughs> they would use that. That's an honor, though, man. They use you or, in all these. There like, was a classic... lot of. Uh, I didn't make a lot of mixtapes, but what people used to do was they used to tape the radio and then make them into bootleg. And like, oh. like that's why I was like big in Japan. I'm very big in Japan. I was like big <laughs> in Japan because uh, they would people would tape the radio and send it to Japan, and you would listen to like however long a CD was. I think uh, uh, eighty minutes of just Hot ninety seven, like right, just uh. just, and they would send it to Japan. And then there was one time in Japan uh, they got this weird kind of satellite radio before like XM. It was like some kind of hookup so it would play live in japan but if i was on the overnights i'd be playing at prime time in japan that's crazy because it would just be 12 hours later yeah so like i was like the fucking man (laughs) off of these like bootleg mixtapes and it was like so weird like did you do the overnight for a while i would fill in a lot yeah it's like the stretch and bobito shift yeah so like how? But what? that was just on the that was one day a week. There okay. was like a overnight All right. show. Yeah. But you also had very early mornings. Yes. Right. You did that five a.m. to ten. Ultimately ten a.m. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. I used to have the morning show uh, on my series show, and it was seven to nine. Yeah. Get in at six fifteen. Yeah. And amazing. it's like that crushed me. Yeah. Did you live here? Yeah. So it's not that far, but like in, yeah, like, in fact, it was even closer. Our yeah. our radio studio was at uh we. 27th and 7th yeah it was uh yeah it was rough did you do it five days a week five days a week yeah uh for 17 years i went to hot 97 roughly six days a week sometimes five sometimes seven so i always average like six days a week but i was unless i was like away like on vacation or traveling Mm -hmm. i'd go to that radio station almost every single day and Hot 97 is terrestrial radio, yeah. but it's syndicated. Is that right? Uh, Isn't it across the country? No, right? no, 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 no. But it's no. de facto syndicated in the sense that everybody knows about it. 
Like, yeah, is, I look forward to coming into the city. So Hot Seven, yeah, Hot Ninety Seven actually was a part of a small company, and we never uh, syndicated like that. Huh. The thing about Hot Ninety Seven was that it was the first radio station to do what it did, and like in those days of the hip hop blowing up, the hip hop. I sound like a grandfather. <laughs> the hip hop. The hip hop music. Sound like uh, of hip hop blowing up. <laughs> uh-huh. It became like the standard. Mm-hmm. Like other radio stations would watch Hot ninety seven, see what we were playing, and then see if they could play it. You know, you Absolutely. your Wikipedia page says that you were the first person to play Rihanna. Yeah, that's amazing. Ever you yeah, told ever. me that story? You didn't yeah. you like tell Jay that she was dope? Yeah, like I like I I met Rihanna through like I never say discovered Rihanna because I didn't find her in Barbados, but basically I was the next step. I mean, literally, the I knew the these guys that were producing her. And uh, I met her. She was, I think, I think she was just about to turn seventeen. And I took her song and I played it on the radio, which got a lot of hype for her to get all these uh, meetings to go record companies to get a deal. And then she eventually got to Def Jam. And then I knew Jay, and he was like, "I don't know, I don't know that the song could be bigger than her." You know what I'm saying? It might be like a one hit. And I had to like yell at him, like convince, like no, I'm telling you, she's dope. She, it's more than just this one song. You got to hear the rest, you know. And then the next day, she gets the deal. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Do you remember what that yeah. song was? Her first one that you heard or that you played? Yeah, upon the replay. It's the first. Interesting. Yeah. So it was her first single. Yeah, yeah. and I'm wow. in the video, like that's looking fire. sexy in the video. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yo, hell yeah. Okay, I'm just that's amazing. It. Big old hat. I have my big new era hat, just three sizes bigger than it should be. Over the ears. Over the ears. Yeah, over the ears. Come on, yeah. man. It's great. Hell yeah, dude. That's so fucking cool. Wow. Yeah. I did a lot of stuff like that. Sean Paul, I was a big part of. Rick Ross. Um, you know, those are the ones I actually know I firsthand was part of the original conception of the whole movement. But like even like records like Mob Deep, sh- um, uh, not Shook Ones, uh, what's the other one? Quiet Storm. Oh, yeah. I broke that record. Horse and Carriage, Cameron, uh, 50 Cent. I was a part of like the early playing, like playing it really early. Not Get first. I don't say first, mm-hmm. but no, way before that, like mixtapes. Oh. Yeah, before. Um, yeah, I don't say first with those guys, but um, I was part of it, you know? Right. And then, but dude, then to like, it's really, you really made a complete pivot in what, you're do- what you do. Because yeah. although it's like entertainment and it's still you speaking, it's a completely different lane. Yes. Is that scary? I, was that scary? At the time, yes. Now looking back, okay, this is what I realized. Uh I um the the market told me I was funny. I wasn't trying to be funny. I was just being me on the radio and it was funny. I wasn't like writing bits. I just was doing shit like you know, right. street humor, fucking stoop humor, road trip. I call it road trip humor. I used to always make my friends laugh on a road trip, just fucking around. So then on the radio, when I got my own show on Saturday, I would like, like I would tell someone they won a contest, but then I would like put them on, on a, on a conference call and put the dial tone. So they thought I hung up on them. 
And they're like, no, no, he said I won. <laughs> and then, <laughs> or you know what I used to do on the air that I used to love? I still love it to this day. I wish I could do it. Remember the Nextel chirps? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to have that sound effect in the computer at the radio. And just in the middle of songs, I would just play it. And I know there was like hundreds of thousands of people looking at their phone. <laughs> no chirp. And then somebody, they, people would call and be like, I think your phone is on the air. I'm like, I don't even have a Nextel. And they're like, I hear the chirp. <laughs> but like, that's not even a, a practical joke to one person. That was like thousands of people yeah. that yes. I know every time would look at their phone, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, so people used to say I was funny. Yo, you're funny on the radio, you're funny. So I was like, all right, people keep saying funny. What am I doing with this? So I, I just started producing a show. I was like, if you guys associate me with funny, let me get a room, let me get some comics, and let me make some money. You know what I'm saying? And, and that I was just, at Caroline's, right? At, fir- at first, it was comics. Oh, okay. When was close. this? What year? 07. Okay. Late 07. So like, I say 08, but like it was like November, October 07. I started this show, Don't Get Gas, and first one, ran packed. And like, that became like the hottest show in the, in the urban world. Come on, guys. You know what I'm saying? Black. Um, and uh, rappers would come football. I don't know anything about sports. They'd be football players. They'd be like basketball players. Like people would be like, John Starks is in the audience. I'm like, what? What did he do? Tell me something. He dunked on Jordan. Okay, I'll say that. You know, like, and uh, and I met all these people. And then uh, eventually that place closed, and I moved it to Caroline's, and it was like the hottest show. I but I didn't know. I didn't know at the time I wasn't really in the comedy world. I was just doing comedy in the music world. Mm-hmm. But I had to like learn that. But like I did that, and then that made me want to do more stand up. And then I started like just going out and just doing stand up at all the urban shows, all the urban rooms. Or if there was any show where they advertise on Hot ninety seven, I'd be like, "Hey, can I come open? I'll go first. I'll go before the host. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll do anything. Mm-hmm. Like just just want to get on stage. And then eventually I learned how to do it for real. Hundred percent, man. And like I've always I've always wanted to ask you this. I don't know if I ever have. Oh, but man. like, what is that like when you're on this big scale? You're the fucking man. And you even joke about this, how you're a celebrity in New York. Yeah. You're some sort of almost kind of very famous yeah. in New York. Very true. Um, how do you go from that to then being a, like a seven person show, a seven person comedy show where people don't necessarily know you yeah. and not feeling sh- like shit? I don't have an ego, like zero ego. I don't care what you think of me. If you come up to me and you're a fan from back in the day, it's a blessing. Yeah. I love it. Appreciate it. Picture, anything you want, whatever. Great. If you have no idea who I am, it doesn't bother me. I don't get affected. Like, yo, what the fuck? I'm Cypher Like, I don't care. <laughs> I have no ego, right? And like, I just want to do what makes me happy. Right. And that's happens to right now be, you know, comedy. And I like to do it because it makes other people happy. Oh, what I, my point, what I was saying before, which ties into this, is like, I, I realize now, I think I went from radio and DJing to stand-up comedy, which was like a big career shift. But now I look at it like I was always just talking and being funny and entertaining. I just used different avenues. Right. Like, I was never good. I used to try to produce music. I sucked at it. You know what I'm saying? I got every piece of equipment you need to make the dopest <laughs> music. I got the machines RZA uses, Primo, Dr. Dre, 
<laughs> Nothing comes out sounding like any of those guys. Mm. And so, yeah, so I always thought I was in the music game. But it's not. I was always just an entertainer. My, my best qualities were like there was a thousand DJs in nightclubs, but no one made people laugh while dancing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like that was like my thing. So it became, I was like, oh, it all was kind of the same. Like it wasn't yeah. the yeah. biggest jump as a career as, as you make it seem. Yeah, you right, know? right, right. Like I see what you're saying. There is. I was some... always on stage talking on a mic. Right. So it's, you know. Right. Now I just write jokes as opposed to like kind of just freestyle. Right. Do you miss being on the radio at all? I miss the, yeah, the fun parts. I miss my show on Saturdays. That was where I should have stopped. Because I thought I'd be at Hot 97 for my entire life. Flex, Funkmaster Flex, who was my mentor, was never leaving. He's still there. So I wasn't going to take over his show. So the next best thing would be mornings, which is the most popular time slot. So I fought hard to get that. And once I got there, I, I didn't like it. And then I eventually hated it. Mm. Because Saturday was the one. Saturday I was on 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. I would... Talk, be a jock, like be, be an air personality. And then at noon, I would mix from noon to one and then eventually noon to two. So I was funny and waking people up and then I would mix. And everybody used to hit me like, oh, I listen to you when I clean my house or do my laundry or wash my car. And I became like this, this diff, like I had, it was perfect for doing comedy too because these are working people who are up early on the weekends getting their shit done. Mm -hmm. right. So inviting them to a seven o'clock show as opposed to a 1 a.m. nightclub was great. It was perfect fit for what I was doing. Like, oh, I'll come see a show and then I'll go home because I got to work tomorrow, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and um, that was the most fun I ever had and I should have just kept that. When I got the morning show, I became the boss of like five, six people, of six people who did not want a boss. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, oh, come on, guys. Can you just, <laughs> Rosenberg, can you come on time, please? Mm -hmm. <laughs> We used to do this show from uh, four to four to six a.m. Jesus, and then Big Boy, the radio guy mm -hmm. from L.A., he had a syndicated show for a year in New York. We knew everyone knew it wasn't going to work, but the company wanted to do it. So, so we used to do like the warm up show four to six, and then eventually Rosenberg always used to come late, and then eventually we got the real morning show five to ten. And he would still come late. And I'm like, just pretend we're still on at four. <laughs> and come at that time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, come at 4.30. Like, and, like, I know you can do it because you yeah. always used to do it. Yeah. Uh, and I hated that. Like, being a boss was the worst. Was yeah. the worst. It wasn't fun. Tricks of the trade. Yeah, it wasn't dude. fun. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, being up that early removes you from a lot of society. Yeah. You know, because you're not only it, it, does it prevent you from really going out the night before, but especially you, you got to get to bed at a, at an yeah. hour that most people our age or whatever weren't, yeah. weren't I doing. was I was still going out. Were you? I was still DJing and doing stand up every night. Like, yeah. that's in insane. Yeah. And they'd be like, just go straight to the station and sleep. I'm like, no, nah, I got to go home. I got to shower. Uh huh. Showering makes it feel like a new day. Yeah. You know, not the same old day. So there were a lot of nights where you would just roll, you didn't sleep. Yeah, maybe an hour. Yeah. I mean, that was in the beginning. Then eventually I started stopping that. It's, it's tough. It's isolating, you know, in many ways. Yeah. And uh, some people love it. 
Yeah. Some people love it, are meant for it. Like, there's some people who are meant to do morning radio. Mm-hmm. They wake up early, like Howard Stern. He's meant to do it. He wakes up early, he does his shit, goes to bed 8.30, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. loves it. Yeah, it's not. Would you, after the show was over, would you go home and sleep? I, I, no, I, I tried, but I couldn't sleep in the daytime. Mm-hmm. It was really bad. I, I just have, I still can't. Like, I can't, I'm not a good napper. Mm-hmm. But we wouldn't get out until like one, because we had to prep the next day. And then I had jobs. I used to work at record companies or like I was like doing other stuff. Like, so I would go to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be up. Yeah, it was crazy. It's it was wild, crazy. dude. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> well, we are, uh, we are Oops, the podcast. Yeah. The podcast is about mistakes. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, have you had any moments in your career? It sounds like you've alluded to a few, but that yeah. times where something you said on radio or something, a decision you made that, you felt set you back or where you this, were worried about your career. This is on video, right? Yeah. I think a mistake I made today was wearing this color hoodie on this couch. <laughs> <laughs> Can you even see me on the video? This is like a Puerto Rican head floating. Floating head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I got tons of mistakes, but I love mistakes, man. I love them. Hmm. Uh, you know, the, you know, all the memes on Instagram, like you learn from your mistakes and you got to fail harder. You know, uh, one of the mistakes I always tell is I didn't sign Drake when I had the opportunity to. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was a big deal to your um, own label. Or no, to at the time for... I was working for Jay-Z, I was Rockefeller, mm-hmm. Rock La Familia, and he had given me his demo in Toronto. And I make a, I do a stand up joke about it, which sounds much worse. The stand up jokes like, like I failed completely, but also like, yeah, I didn't, uh, at the time I was not, I was kind of fed up with music. I, it could have been anyone's demo. And I was just like, I'm not into artists right mm-hmm. now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and then he became Drake and I was like, Oh God. Damn <laughs> Were there any connections that you made during your career in radio and in music that you've been able to leverage now in stand up comedy? Oh yeah. So much. I mean, Dave Chappelle is one of the biggest ones cause Dave, I met through most deaf and Talib Kweli mm. and Dave is just like, I, if Dave wasn't a comedian, he'd be a rapper or some kind of musician. Like he loves music as much as he loves comedy. Mm-hmm. Like there's never a moment when you're with Dave Chappelle where there isn't music talk or music playing every show he ever does as a DJ. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, right. it's and part live of music also. Yeah. Right. Like he loves music that much. Um, so I met him through music. Uh, and then that's how I got to DJ on the Chappelle show. And then years later, um, now I go on the road with him as a DJ and as an opener. So that's a big one. Um, but like all the stuff, like I try to start. Um, uh, I, when I left High 97, I try to start Rock Nation comedy. And uh, there's a lot of things going on why it didn't work. Uh, but Jay loved the idea uh, because I told Jay-Z, I said, you you don't even probably realize this, but you put Kevin Hart in his first movie ever, which was a movie called Paper Soldiers that Rockefeller Records put out. And I was like, you had the guy, you know what I'm saying? Like you had him. So like, let's, there's a lot of other guys. Let's, let's Mm -hmm. put out, you know, as much as you manage uh, artists like rappers and athletes, let's do comedians. Um, But that, that's one way I was trying to build a connection. Uh, There's tons of, like I did an improv show at UCB for a long, I still do it. You still do it, right? Yeah. yeah, it's monthly now, but I used to do weekly. 
and I would get rappers to come and tell stories, and then we would do improv yeah. off their story. Like that's really, the, yeah, that's no, the biggest connection. Like that was literally me throwing these two worlds together. That's cool. Yeah. Like two chains in UCB East. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. amazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I just saw the video the other yeah. day. I was like, I'm gonna start chopping it up and put it out on Instagram. <laughs> But two chains security wouldn't let the improvisers in the green room. And he was like, nah, nah, chains is in there. And we're like, no, no, this is our green room. He's like, nah, nah, chains is in there. Hilarious. And they were just like, okay, like little white kids were like, all right, I guess we yeah. can't yeah. go. What are they going to do? Right. Like, One, two, three, four. <laughs> zip, zap, zap. <laughs> just had to do their vocal exercises outside. Well, let me ask you this too. I mean, now everybody's getting in trouble for saying shit on their podcast, right? Yeah. That's the era that we are in, whatever you want to say about it. You were saying shit on the radio for 17 years. Oh, man. Did you have tons of situations where you were getting in trouble for saying stuff? No, not tons. Uh, first of all, we could say a lot more things back then. Right. Uh, you ever watch The Office now? They Unbelievable. Say crazy they shit. Say, like, they say retarded. Yeah. A lot. Oh, a lot of gay jokes. A lot of gay shit. jokes. Um, which is, I still think it's fine, but it just feels different in this time. Totally. But like, I was on Hot 97, and the biggest thing I got in trouble for, well, there was, we always, I made a joke about, <laughs> I made a joke <laughs> about a, a, uh, and a, 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 like a, a shelter for abused women. And I got in trouble for that. They're like, you can't make jokes about it. I was like, it was a pretty funny joke. And then the Haitian incident, which always comes up, where I said something about Haitians. That was the biggest one because that one blew up where I was on every news channel. Mm. Like Hot 97, you know, when the, you know when you're in trouble on the news is when they say your rap name and then your real name. <laughs> You ever notice that? Like anytime yes. a rapper gets arrested, they say his rap name and yes. then they say his real name. Yeah. So it was like radio personality, Hot 97 radio personality, Cypher Sounds, whose real name is Luis Diaz, is in hot water, you know? And I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. And a lot of the time you're like, I not, would yeah. never have known his name was that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, so Two like, Chains, also known as Ralph yeah. <laughs> James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I made this joke and... First of all, there's a couple things about it. I made this joke because the girl on the show, Kay Fox, the night before she was at uh, in a charity event for Wyclef's uh, sister. They were, she was friends with Wyclef and his sister. And it was this event where there it was Virgin uh, Records, Virgin whatever, like Richard Branson's company, Virgin, was supplying condoms to Haiti and other, a lot of other um, sexual uh, education type stuff. And they were giving out these virgin condoms. And so the, so the main reason why I got in trouble is because she was going to shout them out. So all these Haitians were listening specifically yeah. for the shout out ah. of the event last night. Gotcha. That's really what blew it up. Because mm -hmm. it was like all the, not all, but a lot of powerful Haitians doing a good cause for Haiti we're all listening for the shout out. Gotcha. So it was like super like focused. Perfect and then story. she threw a condom at me and I go, I don't need, uh, I don't need a virgin condom. I don't sleep with Haitian girls. That's all I said. The news put it on that. I said, cause they have HIV. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh it was a, God. it was an event for preventing HIV. So here's the crazy shit. Here's how 
here's how I love and hate New York at the same time. You know how there's that old, how, are you from New York? No. Where are you from? Maine. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, I love Portland. They got good. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. I did not think you were going like that it. way. I they got great um, lobster, lobster rolls. Yeah, man. for sure. <laughs> the best. It's really good. This is a New York thing where, especially the old Brooklyn, not the new gentrified Brooklyn, but there was always beef with Haitians and the Hasidic community, especially because of this crazy incident, I think, in the 80s or 90s, right? So hmm. when I said that Haitian comment on the radio, everyone thought it was my co-host, Rosenberg, who's Jewish. So the Haitian Jewish thing flared up, and they were like, Rosenberg said this. Rosenberg said that. So they went in on him. And then they started calling. Facebook went crazy. And then we heard about it like as we're on the air. Like we're got, we're getting all these complaints, guys. And we're like, what? Really? We're like ignoring it. And then like we get off the radio and then it blew up like mm. big. And then it was like everybody was like, Hot 97, Peter Rosenberg says he won't sleep with Haitian girls because they have AIDS. And I was like, no one ever said AIDS. And it wasn't Peter Rosenberg. Right. So then I had to go on the air and apologize and say it was me. But they were like, oh, no, well, oh, well, we already got this oil cooking. Somebody's got to jump in. So, oh, it's you that said it? Okay, you jump in the oil. Because we were going to frigazee Rosenberg, but we'll frigazee you too. It's fine. Mm -hmm. You know? And then I got, in, I got in the oil and I had to fucking take it. But, like, the news story died quickly because one, I apologized right away. Uh, so the next day was like Hot 97 DJ in hot water, da 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 da. Then the next day after that, like I'm literally on every news channel. It was fucking weird, man. And then the next day after that, they was gonna they were gonna do a protest, um, in front of Hot 97 to get me fired. Wow. So the news covered that, but then the news was like. Oh, he already apologized. It's not mm -hmm. really a story here. Yeah. Right. He, I apologized right away. Like, so they were like, okay, this is a good two, maybe three day story, but he already apologized. What are we, mm. usually you're fighting for the apology. So, uh, totally. so yeah, so I got called. It's actually, I was at my show that night at comics and I got called and they're like, we got to suspend you because we got to figure out what's going on here. Wow. So then I was out of work for like a month. Yeah. Yeah. I got suspended. But then it went away, you know, I met with all, I met with every Haitian I could meet with. Uh, and also, I have, I got so many Haitian friends. Like, my friends were like, what's going on? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. All right, Cypher Sounds. Thanks for having me. Thank Thanks you. On, uh, Where can we find you? Well, I just want to say, Haitian people that are listening, and, and we've rekindled this old, stupid fucking thing that happened. I'm sorry. I didn't mean any disrespect. Um, find me uh, just at Cypher Sounds that's my Instagram uh, and I'm always at the Comedy Cellar if I'm here in New York which is like my home come visit us there uh, I'm going on the road I'm going to London when does this come out? today? this is out now right? because people are listening I'm, uh, <laughs> in February I'm in London with Dave Chappelle for like the whole month right. so we're going to be at the Leicester Square Theater wow Oh, I don't, did he announce that? maybe I'm not allowed to say it well fuck it Fuck it. Fuck it. London, bitch. <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, but just ask Cypher Sounds. I take all DMs. I, listen, I almost respond to anyone unless you're a rapper and are trying to get your cousin on. Um, uh, yeah, just hit me up. C-I-P-H-A.
Cypher sounds, sounds spelled correctly. Love Julio it. is at not Julio. You got any dates coming up? Um, I think I have some cool stuff coming up in March that I will. I'm excited to talk about soon, but Great. not officially yet. I'm at uh, Helium Philly, uh, March 5th to the 7th. Get tickets for that at FrancisEllis.com, at FrancisCCEllis. As always, this is Oops the Podcast. Send us your oops to at Oops the Podcast on Instagram. And uh, thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week.